In reality, there are no good or bad feelings, no negative or positive emotions. There are only feelings and emotions, and they are all valid and shouldn't be dismissed. Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Comfort Zone, the podcast that redefines personal and professional development, guiding you through change the easy way so that you can live your best life. And my name is Adam Kowalik. In the personal development industry, there's a phenomenon where we can be quick to focus on positivity and optimism. You've probably experienced it yourself. When you experience a setback or tragedy, someone attempting to offer support tells you, everything happens for a reason. It will all work out in the end. They mean well, most likely, but they might also miss out on being as helpful as they intended. And you might end up feeling invalidated, unseen and stuck. You might feel stuck because you're still in a tough spot. Hoping or believing that things will work out in the end is nice, but it's not making things any easier in this present moment. This phenomenon is often referred to as toxic positivity. I often share an idea that I practice a lot for myself and I help people cultivate for themselves, which goes something like this. When you feel better, you do better. You want to practice self-compassion and be gentle with yourself since when you feel worse, you do worse. This idea can sound close to toxic positivity and make it seem like it's not letting you experience what you experience. For this reason, I wanted to offer some nuance around it. Who would have thought that positive thinking could be bad for you? But too much of a good thing can be bad for you. There's a difference between having a positive outlook and what is being called toxic positivity. Toxic positivity has implications on an internal and external plane. On the internal, it can prevent you or someone else from processing what is going on emotionally and risks putting on a fake facade or reality. What toxic positivity can do is invalidate your feelings and ignore or trivialize what's going on. The person practicing this kind of positivity isn't making space for a negative emotion or thought since they would rather focus on good vibes only. When you are pressured to think positive, it can lead to you feeling guilt and emotional repression. And ironically, the constant pressure to be positive can make you feel worse. Repressing your emotions because you're unwilling to feel them fully takes a toll on your mood and health. Feeling sad or any other emotion is okay. It's actually better for you. The reality is that in the face of difficult situations or negative feelings, which are a natural part of life, it's hard to stay positive all the time. The external plane that I mentioned has to do with your surrounding environment, your community and your culture. When caught up in toxic positivity, you risk failing to see the injustices or disregarding the real issues around you, which might enable significant harm. On a societal level, 
Toxic positivity can negatively affect marginalized communities because it can foster a blind spot for institutional and social injustice, shifting blame onto the individual for not being at a higher vibration, not having a positive outlook, etc. Whether on an individual or personal level or a collective societal level, what if some things have no upside? There's no bright side. And it didn't happen for a reason. Can we be allowed to just feel crappy sometimes? Can things sometimes simply be bad? Or do they always have divine wisdom embedded or being guidance from above? You are allowed to feel bad. In fact, as I already mentioned, it's more helpful for you to feel what you're feeling instead of trying to avoid it, ignore it, repress it or suppress it. The late Nathaniel Brandon said, You can't leave a place you've never been to. Which to me means that unless you allow the feeling to be felt, how will you be able to move beyond it? You risk remaining stuck in your current situation by ignoring your feelings and focusing only on positive thoughts. It's almost like putting lipstick on a pig. It's still a pig. It's still a bad situation. In reality, there are no good or bad feelings, no negative or positive emotions. There are only feelings and emotions, and they are all valid and shouldn't be dismissed. All emotions serve a purpose. They represent myriad signals acting as road signs, helping you navigate more safely. Painful feelings can help you discover when you've had enough, when boundaries need to be brought in, and when something is ready to be eliminated. Emotions that make you sad, angry, or scared can lead to you taking action and finding constructive ways to move away from your current situation. It can fuel your march against what is unfair and wrong. Painful emotions are a natural part of handling and getting over change. I've heard it being said that, to your mind, change is the same as loss. The same stages of grief are present in your mind when you go through change. It's because your mind lacks a specific process for handling change and instead uses the same method as when it addresses the loss of a loved one. The five stages of grief are 1. Denial 2. Anger 3. Bartering 4. Depression and finally 5. Acceptance It's essential that you allow yourself to experience and process all the emotions without making what you're feeling wrong or suppressing any of it. If you prevent yourself from processing your grief or change, then you're hindering yourself from emerging on the other side anew. Here, the critical role that our emotions play, even the painful ones, is evident. When you need to sit with and process what is hard, you don't want to tell yourself to look on the bright side and get on with it, or but you have so much else to be grateful for. Doing so risks preventing you from being able to move forward at all. You risk getting stuck in one of the earlier stages of grief, or 
Because you're repressing your emotions, you end up causing physical or psychological harm to yourself. Instead, allow yourself to feel it. Feel what you're feeling. Here's how you can practice how to safely feel your emotions, helping you better process what you're experiencing. Allow the feeling to rise, peak, and then fall. Don't judge or evaluate it or make it right or wrong. Allow yourself to notice it, recognize it, and become aware. If you find it helpful, you can try to label the emotion if you can. Give it a name. Is it anxiety, stress, sadness? Whatever it is, don't repress it. The next step is to try to experience the emotion in your body. See if you can identify where the feeling seems to be living in your body. Perhaps it feels like a weight on your shoulders, a tension. Or there is a pit in your stomach, a sensation in your hand, a strain across your forehead. If you can find the emotion in your body, try placing one or two hands over it and acknowledge it. Bringing attention to the feeling is sometimes all it wanted. To be seen, to be felt, rather than ignored and dismissed as bad or invalid. Often when sitting with your feelings, when being still with them and allowing yourself to truly feel them without resisting them, your emotions will have a natural rhythm of rising and peaking and once it's peaked, it passes. By being present for this rhythm, you can train yourself to become better at processing your emotions. You might also realize that your feelings do just that. They come and go. And this might give you some relief knowing that this too shall pass. It's been said that what you resist persists. And I believe there is some truth to this. When we refuse to see things for what they are, they will do their very best to force us to see it and open our eyes. It goes back to the stages of grief, where acceptance is the final stage. Acceptance is a remedy for toxic positivity. It allows you to fully accept the current situation as it is instead of dismissing it. Acceptance can sometimes mean that you get that there's a situation you can't change. You don't have to like or agree with it, but you can still accept it. Because when you're in denial about it, it makes it impossible for you to participate in actively changing it. What about other people's feelings? I've done my fair share of trying to cheer someone up by chirping a positive cliché in the face of their hardship. And I've done this from a place of well-meaning. So, what can you do instead? In her book, Toxic Positivity, Keeping It Real in a World Obsessed with Being Happy, Whitney Goodman, a licensed psychotherapist, shares how, in her mid-twenties, she realized that she had been pretending to be happy all the time, which left her exhausted. And as a therapist, she learned that telling her clients to focus only on positive thoughts and emotions was ineffective, putting her on a crusade against toxic positivity. According to Goodman, Supporting others, really supporting others, has four essential ingredients. Curiosity, understanding, validation and empathy. Here's how you can respond to a friend discussing their problem. Firstly, show curiosity and interest by actively listening 
and asking open-ended questions such as, can you tell me more about that? Active listening or non-verbal cues like nodding and eye contact are also important as they show your friend they have your undivided attention. As you listen, try to understand why your friend feels this way. This will allow you to validate their experience without necessarily agreeing with them. Validating is vital since you don't want to rob them of their experience which can hinder them from effectively processing what they're going through. As mentioned before when talking about your personal emotional processing, you can say something like, I understand why you would react like that. When you have shown curiosity, understanding and validation, you have ultimately demonstrated empathy. This will help you develop a more compassionate perspective, making your friend feel supported. The way that I look at feelings and the importance of feeling good, which will be a topic in the next episode, can be explained by an old proverb. Pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. What I take this to mean is that you can't control what happens to you, so pain can occur occasionally. At a certain point, that pain leads to suffering, especially when you are unable to process it. When you allow yourself to go through the stages of grief, feel your feelings and process your emotions, you can eventually get to the other side of things, where there is an acceptance of what is now the new reality. When there is acceptance, you are more effective in your actions because your sights aren't hidden behind clouds of self-delusion. If you're trying to navigate using a map and you know where you're going but you don't know where you are, then the map won't do you much good. But when you get clear on where you are, you can start navigating towards where you're going using the map. Acceptance provides that level of clarity, allowing you to act from a place of seeing things for what they are instead of how you'd like them to be. And embracing the fact that all feelings are valid will help you avoid running away from them, which will help you to better deal with what it is that you're up against. When put into practice for another person, when you're genuinely listening to them instead of interjecting platitudes, you can support them and help them for real, helping strengthen the relationship and make a difference in the world around you. Thanks for listening to Inside the Comfort Zone with me, Adam Kowalik, and I'll be back next week with another regular episode. If you like the show, please follow and rate it on Spotify. And if you have a friend who you think should hear what we spoke about today, please share it with them. The best way to get the episode as soon as possible is to subscribe to Inside the Comfort Zone via Spotify or whatever podcast app you like to use. Check out some of the previous episode by visiting insidethecomfort.zone. Inside the Comfort Zone was brought to you by Adam Kowalik, life coach, speaker and author on a mission to redefine personal and professional development. Thank you for being you and please keep it up. Talk more soon.